So when I want to connect with the perhaps a specific tree or a new tree in general, I would like to just um, physically walk up to it and I'll give me some certain space. Like I'm not like, you know, face to bark or anything like that, but I walk up to it and I almost like speak to it sometimes out loud or in my mind. It just kind of depends on the environment or how I feel that day. And I'll kind of speak to it saying, hey. Um, I would like to connect with you. Um, how do you feel about that? And I'll just wait to see what response I get. Sometimes I could physically hear a response. Sometimes it might be like a download or I'll get a different body cue. Like sometimes it'll be just a gut feeling or I'll feel warmth. Other times I'll physically hear. But most of the time when it comes to me connecting with my pant ability, I usually always hear. That's the, that's, that's the one that always is more dominant for me is physically hearing from them as if they're people talking to me. So I just simply just turn my awareness to focusing, I guess, on their aura. And I focusing on connecting with that or maybe just touching physically with it and saying, you know, trying to understand what response do I intuitively feel, whether it's hot or cold or, you know, heavy or light or whatever that is. And it just kind of went from there. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking your time this week to join us. So um, please welcome Heidi Jaffe. How are um, you? So first of all, I'd like to ask you how you got involved in being a medium. What drew you into the mediumship field? So uh, I was not trying to be a medium. Uh, I honestly wasn't overly um, spiritual or religious or drawn to anything. I always had uh, an ability to see and communicate with spirit when I was uh, younger, as many mediums do. Um, but it really wasn't until, uh, my first son was born that basically what I call the, the floodgates opened when I literally just started receiving messages for very specific people, um, essentially out of the blue. And what's very interesting about it is the way it came about is one, I had some, uh, experiences with photographs and faces and orbs and, um, you know, one particular one that used to follow me around. As I mentioned, I can send you a picture of him. Um, we, we joke and we call him Red Orb Man. I sometimes call him George, very specific uh, man who came in the corner of a photograph at one point and he, I could get him in tons of photographs. But um, so anyway, um, and I started having a lot of activity in my house as well, uh, you know, feeling people standing there, pennies flying off of counters behind chairs, um, footsteps, et cetera. And somebody one day just said to me, have you ever just sat and thought, you know, see, th or, or, or asked me, you know, have you ever thought of just trying to see what they want? And, and so I did. And that's when I started getting specific message. I, do, I literally would just close my eyes and I would see a vision of somebody I knew in some way, uh, someone that they knew that had uh, passed, even though I, you know, didn't know anything about the person I was getting information for, um, how they passed, what their message was. Uh, and then, you know, I would call them and then 
tell them what I got. And it was always correct. And now as a medium, you, you never just tell a stranger something um, that's considered uh, very taboo. It's very self-centered and narcissistic to assume that someone wants to hear your information. That's more of an ego thing of like, I just want to know if I'm right. Right. So I, I just, so you know, I feel that way. Um, and I wouldn't uh, ever do that. I don't do that. But um, at the time it was people that I knew. And so I just kind of fill it out and I would make up something, a way to call them be like, Hey, weren't you telling me some time ago, like you had like this old friend that passed in a car accident or something. And his no name was John. And they're like, well, no, but I, I know that person. I'm like, okay, just hold on a second. I have to tell you something. Um, and so it, that's really how it started for me. And then the psychic came after and um, you know, when it started happening, I realized you know, if this is what I'm supposed to do, uh, I'm going to do my best to be the best I can at it. And so I just started to find, I started to find any sort of training I could find. And then I got myself certified and certified and, you know, blind tested. And, um, and then I knew I had an office and it's been about 10 years. I've done over 9,000 readings at this point. Oh, that's amazing. So how long did you um, start doing mediumship professionally then? How many years has it been since you actually started doing all it's your about readings? 10 years. About 10 years. Yeah, okay. About 10 years. Uh, so, and I have clients all over the world, uh, every continent. It makes no difference if people in person or not. You know, I'll do a Skype in Hong Kong in the morning. My next one will be a phone in the Michigan. My third one will be someone sitting on my couch, you know, and uh, that's how it is. Every day is all over the place. That's good. Then you have a lot of experience with different types of mediumship and psychic work. And I work with people across the board in all psychic and mediumship aspects. You know, some people just want to do a psychic reading, which is just, you know, seeing things about their life, right? What's going on with their relationship, their work, health, family members, et cetera. And some people really just want to be in touch with loved ones, you know, validations that, you know, I'll validate who the person is, how they pass, the age, the relationship, very specific messages, um, items to identify them, et cetera, uh, <clears throat> to give healing, you know, whether it's here to say, I'm sorry, or just to say, I love you and everywhere in between, or could you please just get a new car? It keeps breaking. You know, I've had silly things like that even come out. Um, and so, and some people really just want to mix of both. And so I'll use loved ones on the other side and then I'll tap in, you know, psychically. Um, so I can, help somebody, I can look into someone's health. I've caught cancer on numerous people, which they have found um, that have been caught and been removed from a reading that has uh, happened with me. Um, I can, I work on uh, in, uh, fertility as well. I can look into see, you know, uh, when people may get pregnant, uh, if they have fertility issues, maybe it's with the man, maybe it's with the woman, et cetera. Uh, you know, some stuff like that, as well as, you know, marriage, et cetera. And then a lot of it is, you know, uh, mediumship and really hearing from the other side, which is, you know, is, is one of my, my favorites because seeing the excitement on people's face when they hear that, you know, that one item or that one name or whatnot. And just that feeling of like knowing it like still warms my heart, like every single time. Yeah. It's great satisfaction when you can actually please your clients that you have coming to you and they know you're the real deal. So yeah, no, th there's nothing more important to me than somebody having a good read. I always joke with my clients because I've kept the same clients since I started and all their family and their friends because they trust me. And I built that trust because like, I'm, I do my best to be accurate and, you know, uh, uh, be good at my job. And I always tell them, I was like, look, let me know if I lost my mojo one day, I will fire myself. I don't want anybody to have a bad reading with me. Like that's not the jam. If somebody said they weren't happy, I'd be like, 
let's redo this. Here's your money back or here's somebody else. Maybe I'm not the right person because people should be getting information that makes sense and that they can validate. Now, I always say there's going to be a couple of things that aren't going to make sense. There has to be, right? One, there's going to be something you need to validate later, right? There's going to be something future that hasn't happened. Um, also, I'm going to simply get one or two pieces of trash in there as well, you know, because it's not perfect. It's not a perfect thing. There's going to be human error. And I have no ego about anything. I don't mind letting things sit out. If somebody says, you know, I would say as long as at least 90% makes sense while you're with me, I sleep well at night. So I tell everybody. And, you know, if somebody, and my goal is hundred percent, that being said, but if somebody says, oh, one item didn't make sense or one name, I go, I don't care. That's fine. I'm going to have human error. Like there's going to be that being said, majority of the time, someone calls me later and goes, oh my gosh, I found that item or that was my grandfather's name or my mom knew what you were talking about or, or whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, it's important to, you know, to be accurate and good at your job. And, and I, and I'm fortunate that I connect with all my clients, but you know, there's going to be the one once in a blue moon that you're just not going to connect with, but that's just human energy. And that really doesn't bother me. It's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that happens quite often. People don't connect or they don't um, jive on certain things. So then I guess the reading doesn't work as well if you don't connect on yeah, that level. I, mean, if, I feel if things don't make sense in the first couple minutes, like something's wrong. And I always tell people, you know, when they've told me about readings they may have had with other people before me, like, yeah, I said this whole thing, nothing made sense. I was like, you need to stop the reading. Like, don't let that happen. And any good medium is going to address it and know it themselves as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a good psychic medium is like, you do your best, but y'all, everybody has to understand, like, not everybody's the right fit for certain people. Or, or if you feel like something's off, like you have, you have to address it. Like, that's how I feel, you know? And do you, do you do that yourself sometimes? Do you step and say, you have a feeling or is it more the client will have the feeling yeah, that I mean, it doesn't luckily, work? It's pro it probably happens like once every year or two, I'll just have like one person that I, that I'll just go, that, you know, I don't feel you like we're not jiving. And I've just said, I don't think I'm the wrong person. I'm sorry. I think I'm the wrong person for you. Um, and like, I just, I, I need to stop this. Like you're not, this does not work for me, you know? Um, but fortunately uh, that is a rarity, but it's going to happen to, you know, to anybody. Cause that's life. Like I always equate it to, it's like, if you go to a party, right, you meet tons of people. There's some people you're going to meet and you're going to have like an okay. So it was really nice to meet them. Nice acquaintance, whatever. And then there might be one person you meet that like, man, I feel like I've known this person my whole life. And like, you feel like your best friends from the get go. And then there's some people you meet and you go, man, that person is roasting the wrong way. I don't like them. Like there's something like our energies don't work. And then you just won't talk to them. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's all life. But that being said though, I've done this for a long time. And, you know, I also learned to work with so many different types of personalities and people in so many different states from happy to the bottom of the pit of their life and understood how to work around blocks. I may see that they have, you know, um, and, uh, so that, and that's just experience and, and, you know, learning people and how to approach things or to, you know, maybe get someone to relax. So they're not putting so much pressure on things and then the reading you know is smooth yeah that works the way in life too you just meet the right person you know it clicks right away but sometimes you just don't click with somebody so yeah and some people you just have to to work with you know uh it's it's just such a mishmash um go ahead you know yep but. for sure um that happens to the best of us and um you just have to work with it. So, um, but I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, growing up when you were developing your abilities and 
getting into the field. Did you have any experiences as, as a child when you were growing up that kind of drew you into it more or that you realized, uh, well, this is what I want to do when I grow up or? No, no, no. I had no idea I was going to be sitting in this chair by any means. I mean, I was always drawn to, you know, the curiosity of the other side and the paranormal, I think as many people are, but, you know, um, when I was, when I was really young in my first house, um, uh, I used to, to, to feel things there, uh, especially down this one hallway by my, my bedroom, but you know, you're little, you're five, six years old, you're not thinking too much about it, you know? Uh, but it was really when my, my great grandma, um, passed away, I was eight years old and I was holding her hand when she passed. I was the only one in the room when she passed, uh, just by fluke. Cause we were at my grandparents' house and she lived there and everybody was in the kitchen and I was very close to her. And after she passed, uh, I would see her all the time, you know, but, you know, as a kid, you're thinking like, I just miss her, you know what I mean? And I, you know, and so I would have that experience. And then, uh, as a teenager, uh, in the home we lived in, I always felt like there was a energy in this, this, you know, in this back room. And interestingly, my other grandmother mentioned it to me and one other person. So I knew I wasn't crazy. It's like, you know, only two other people ever came to the house. Like, Whoa, what is with the deal? What's the deal back here? And I was like, right. There's like somebody back there. I don't know what it is, you know? And, uh, and then I did have an experience actually when I was about 16, where I felt that energy in the house. And it was actually one of the scariest moments I've, I've had, uh, where, uh, I felt someone in my room and I felt myself talking like, you know, like, what do you want? And it's like, I couldn't see them, but I could feel them. And it was so crazy. I felt my shirt like this. I was laying down in my bed, in my bedroom. And I felt literally just get pulled up to a sitting position. And, and I literally like froze, like, I don't know if I've ever been so scared in my life because first of all, you're a teenager and second, and what's funny that goes through my head at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like when they're in the movies where something like this happens and you're just telling someone like, why aren't you running? Just run, like, just get up. And you're literally sitting there just like paralyzed. I'm like, oh my God, I'm that idiot girl in the movie that doesn't move and just sits there for something really bad to happen, you know? And, uh, I eventually, uh, went to my parents and I slept on their floor as like 16 years old for like the next three nights. I was so freaked out. Um, and, uh, anyway, so then that's, you know, slowly passed, uh, and things kind of, I didn't really see a lot probably in my early twenties. Uh, but I was doing like a lot of traveling, a lot of just like living life, you know, dating, exploring, you know, all that. I wasn't very focused. And uh, so that's kind of like how it was in the beginning. And then when I moved to Florida, uh, when everything just kind of quieted down after my first son was born, uh, that's when everything just started just all over the place, just sparks, you know, everywhere. So did things continue after you moved, after you started opening up and connecting, did things kind of escalate or did they, did you sort of figure out what was going on by then or? Uh, well, it was when it, it was when I just started getting the specific messages, you know, uh, and I was right about them that that's when it just, it kept going. Cause it, you know, it's like a muscle, you know, and the more you train it, the stronger it gets. And the more you trust the, the, the stronger your, um, uh, your intuition gets the, the clearer the messages are because you start to learn what's right and what's wrong. Like, you know, like I say, like when I'm in a reading, you know, 
I, as I always say, it's the craziest things that I say that makes the most sense later, which it is. I've had the craziest things come out in rings that I'm making sense, you know? Um, and, but I've learned that gut feeling of when something feels right, as crazy it is, or sometimes I go, mm, this one might be a piece of trash. I don't know. So, you know, I said, let's just put it to the side that that one may not make sense, but I want to leave it, you know? And that's just, uh, just practice, but I'm such a determined person. Like it's just who I am. I'm so just built that way and very passionate. And so there is no room for failure or like not getting to the next level to learn, you know, and I, and I begin every day as a beginner. And I think that's part of the reason, uh, you know, I am successful because I don't have any ego about it. And I, and I learn every day. You know what I mean? I go into every reading, like this is the first one I've ever done. And so excited to accept anything that comes in to try and interpret it. So did you find it difficult when you started doing it to interpret things or was it kind of an easy journey for you? Yeah, Yeah. it was, it was hard because you don't know how it's coming in. Uh, You know, it's coming in from all over the place and you don't know who goes with what or where it's coming from, you know? Uh, And so I started to organize it in a certain way for people to stand in certain parts of the room. So I know who they are. And so I know exactly where my information is coming from. Cause I can do reading for somebody and I can have anywhere from one to 15 people. And I can give you the person out of every single one and tell you how every single person would react to the situation I'm talking about. And, you know, my class like, yep, that's how my mom would say, that's what my brother would say, you know, but that was by organization, just learning to, you know, connect in a, in a particular way that it makes sense to me. And has that helped you throughout your readings with people to organize um, your guests when they come in from spirit? Oh, yeah, no, they're very, but they, they still bounce around sometimes. Cause I always joke, it's like, I still don't have control of anything. I don't have magical powers last time I checked, you know? So I just do my best, but I mean, 99% of the time people come right where they're supposed to. There's a couple people that are overlap, like aunts and mother-in-laws overlap in my right corner sometimes. Um, but I get the evidence by validating who it is, you know, by saying, oh, this, it was this person, this, this, this was this woman's age. This is how she passed. You know, this is a personality. And then we know, oh yeah, that's my aunt or, oh, nope, that's my mother-in-law by what you described. So we get the evidence that way. That's a good way to do it, to, um, organize your guests that come in through spirit to, uh, know who's what and who's there for who, right? Because otherwise, how do you know who they're there for? Unless they tell you, but when you got like maybe hundreds of spirits coming at you, like, how do you organize that? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I said, there can be anywhere from one to 15 in, in a reading, you know, but, um, uh, but they're all very good about standing where they are, you know, where they're, where they're supposed to. Uh, and then I have what I call the photo bombers, which everybody knows. Um, they're the ones you weren't expecting, you know, <laughs> and some you totally forgot about, or someone was saying hi, those happen quite often. I mean, I just recently had someone, her coworker, uh, came in, um, that she wasn't expecting, um, you know, old boyfriends come in that passed, you know, from when you were in high school. I mean, all sorts of, all sorts of people. Can you tell us maybe one story that you know of that might stand out to you when dealing with the client? So maybe one of the experiences that you had in your past Uh, that was like really an eye opener for you. There's, well, the first cancer one was really eye opening. Um, because I didn't know, I could do that yet because it's always, it's always growing. Like I'm always learning more. Like even in the past year and a half, two years, all of a sudden when parents come through, a lot of times they bring like their best friends with them that never happened before. And I, and I was misinterpreting them as potentially answer uncles because I was like, Oh, but they got this other, you know, person describing, but then people like, Oh yeah, that's their best friend, whatever. And that happened a few times. I was like, Oh, that's what's happening. And so 
you know, so I've had moments like that. And so like with the health stuff, it wasn't always like health was my, my forte by any means. If anything, the dark stuff is, you know, like the suicides, the murders, all of that, like that is what I'm really, really good at of getting like unbelievable detail at those things. Um, uh, I just, I really, I put myself into everything, but those it's even more if someone's lost a child, you know, because as much as we all need validation for everything, there's certain ones that I just, you know, I will drain myself just trying to get like every nickname, the color of the shoelaces, you know, that they were wearing their favorite song, whatever it is that there was like, just, you know, no doubt, but there's, I'll give you a couple, one being a random item, uh, one being an experience of, of loved ones coming forward. And then also with the health. So that's kind of like a mix of psychic and, and mediumship. Um, this week, there was a gentleman who came in uh, and his wife had passed and she was giving me her eyelashes over and over again. Right. So in every reading, there's always stuff I've never seen before. I've never in my life had somebody come through and bring attention to their eyelashes. And it was so weird. So like her eyelash was so big and so pretty. And I was like, I don't know what her deal is. Like maybe she was always made herself up or maybe, um, she always had on fake, fake eyelashes, or I was like, wasn't sure what it was about. Or maybe her eyes were particularly pretty. So I was like, I'm, t-. and I, so I told the husband, I was like, I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but there's something about her her eyelashes and, and he smiled and he's like, I know what that is. And I was like, I have no idea what, how, you know, cause I'm going, what am I supposed to do with that? And, um, he said, he always, this is so crazy. He, uh, always saved all of her makeup stuff. And she used to wear face fake eyelashes all the time. And he's kept all of them and he has them in a Ziploc bag. She was acknowledging that he still has all of her eyelashes, which he does, which, pretty out there, but 100% true. Couldn't make that up if I freaking tried. <laughs> okay. Like that just happened this week. Um, you know, and you know, uh, you know, sometimes people wonder, uh, you know, how quickly can they come forward after they pass? That's a really big question. When should I have a reading? You know, and I know there's this general thing. Yes, you should wait three months and et cetera. I completely disagree. Um, I'm not gonna say I disagree. I just, I don't think that's absolutely necessary for everybody because, it is a personal thing. Some people get a lot of healing from having a reading immediately. Some people may need six months or a year. Some people, it may never be the right time. It's not for everybody, you know? Um, but people are always curious, you know, if someone's going to come through and I've had people come through within minutes of passing, you know, within 24 hours, et cetera. Um, I had a, a woman who came in a, a few years back and this one always stuck in my head because she did email me after. Um, it was the only time anything like this extreme had happened. Uh, I've had similar things happen since, but uh, there was a gentleman who came in. I, in my corner over here, this is where your male friend's spouses and in-laws come, okay? Um, and my photobombers come from there. That's my corner for that department. And a gentleman came forward and I knew he was associated with a spouse. So he was a quote unquote, what I call friend. So it had to be a friend of hers or a friend of her husband's. That's the only way it could be. And uh, he had shown me, you know, he was in the sixties. He just had a heart attack. I knew there was a school connection, like high school or college, uh, with him. Uh, I believe I got his name. I don't recall at this moment what his, his name was. Um, and anyway, she's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I was like, look, he's come forward let everybody know he's okay. And so I was like, look, when we get photobombers, majority of the time they are validated either by the end of the reading or shortly after, because sometimes they're a friend of a friend, that sort of thing happens all the time. And so I said, just hold on to him. Cause like, he's clear and like, I'm positive. And, and so her, her reading was at 12 PM that day. 
And she went home. Uh, she emails me later to tell me a few hours after she got home, her, her husband got a phone call that one of his dearest friends from college had passed at noon that day from a heart attack. And he came through in her reading, like it was coincidence or whatever you want to call it, that she was having a reading right when he passed and she had a connection to somebody he knew, you know, and he wanted to let everybody know, Hey, I made it on the other side. So he passed to me then he came forward. We didn't even know he was passed. You know, um, that was one of the craziest ones. I mean, cause I forget all my readings cause I don't record or take notes. I don't want people's personal information, but it's like my short-term memory is really bad, but you know, things like that, like those random little things will just, you know, always stick. And there was a, a reading that I did for, um, uh, a woman who, uh, she asked about her daughter in her reading. I can't remember who she had come forward. Uh, it's not really relevant, but she had said to me, you know, um, could you look into my daughter's health? And I said, sure, let me look into your daughter's health. And I saw that there was some stuff going down in her lower abdomen. And I was like, you know, things are really off here. And I said, if she doesn't get this figured out, like she and her husband aren't going to be together in a year. You know what I mean? Like she just doesn't, she doesn't feel right. There's like something wrong down there. You know, she needs to get, she needs to get checked. She also feels like she's feeling a little bit crazy and her, her marriage is like on this Brink, and I was like, I don't see her being with her husband in a year. And I, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. I wouldn't say, I wasn't assuming that means she'd be dead or, or divorced or whatever. I just knew like, there's something that's going on. She's not going to be there in a year. I said, but just, you know, get her checked. Anyway, um, uh, six months later, I do a reading uh, for uh, a woman and, you know, doing a nice reading to her. I think it was her grandmother, something, whatever comes through. And the girls goes, can you look into my health? And I said, sure. And I said, oh, I, I said, oh, I see that you had some um, issues, maybe like, I don't know, a growth or some um, something going on in your lower abdomen. So either you've had surgery or you need surgery um, to, to, you know, to check this out and whatever. But I was like, but I think you're okay. Cause I think this feels like a little bit more past. And then she goes, I got to stop you. And I said, sure. She goes, you did a reading from my mom six months ago. And I wanted just to have the reading to tell you, thank you for saving my life. And I was like, what? I something makes me um, And I was like, what do you mean? She was, you told my mom, because I don't know, I don't have anybody's last name. I know this was a daughter of somebody I, you know, did however many hundreds of readings ago. And she said, you told my mom about what's going on. She said, I went to the doctor and the doctor found cancer in my ovary and they went to remove it. And the doctor said, if they hadn't found it, she would have been dead in a year. Crazy, right? Um, and that one always, that one like always suck. And then I started getting a lot of cancer stuff after that, you know, people, I had somebody come up to me in Jersey Mike's when I was with my kid and his friend a few months ago, and she came up and just gave me a hug. And I was like, hello. <laughs> and she's like, I know you're not going to remember, but you saw like something in my like liver and they found it and they removed it. And I was like, oh, okay. My son is going, is that a client? I was like, yeah, <laughs> but the good news, they're happy, you know? Uh, and so you know, I've got stories that can go on for, for days, but, um, you know, that's just a couple. Yeah, no, that's amazing stories. And, um, especially a life-saving story like that, that you were able to actually help somebody survive something traumatic. So, yeah, like that was pretty amazing, you know? And, and so, uh, you know, and, and I've been fortunate that, you know, that that's happened a few more times and, and I, you know, I, I work on it with every client 
I always do my best to get, you know, the best information I can. Some people I'm going to get more on, some people I'm going to get less on, kind of nature of the beast. Uh, do you start getting like more of the same type of requests from your clients? Say you had that cancer issue. Oh, 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 do you find okay. that that happens more and more often if you have like one odd thing that happens like that? Say that the I just cancer or the suicide or certain topics. Do you find that those topics come back again and again? Yes. So this is what's interesting. Um, because I don't know why anybody's coming into my office, right? I tell people, give me a fake name. I don't need a last name. Pay with a prepaid credit card, pay it. I don't care. Just sit down in front of me or pick up the phone and I'll do what I do. So I don't know what people need and no one's allowed to give me anything. The first thing I tell everybody is please do not give me any information about you. All I want are yeses and noes. I'm going to do my job. I say, I'm going to do all the work, but I do tend to get a lot of suicide. Like it is my, my unintentional specialty. I get a lot of it. Um, I do get more health stuff now as well, but it's like, it's like, but I'm not, I'm not choosing it or knowing that it's coming in. I'm just noticing that that influx is going to, so the answer is yes, but it's not something that people tell me I'm coming in because I want you to talk to me about someone who passed from suicide or can you, you know, I want to talk about cancer, my family, no one's allowed to give me anything, but yes, there is a lot, you know, I get a lot of murders, uh, as well. Uh, you know, I've been able to come up with details that even the parents didn't know that just happened two weeks ago. And I have a police department that just called me to work on a case, you know? Um, so I, I do get more once those things start coming. Cause I think, you know, whoever's there, whatever's there, you know, they're like, okay, she's doing well with this one. So let's send her a few more of this kind and this kind, you know, and I'm sure there's other people, other memes who get, you know, maybe get more pets or more, I don't know, dementia or whatever. I mean, I get a mix of all of it, but I'm saying, but I do think that is abs absolutely the, the case. Yeah. It seems that way sometimes, right? It seems to be like, oh, well, I got this one oddball case and then I haven't had before, say suicide or something like that. That hasn't been a common thing before in the past, but now it's all starting to come all the time. So yeah, like I always had it. And, and, and though there's, you know, heightened things that happen in our life, right? Because there's a lot more people that, you know, unfortunately have found themselves in, in this position and feeling forced that way, right? Just because the nature of our world. Um, uh, so, you know, there is that factor. It's just, you know, I can have three a day. Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and they're all different. I've never seen a single one alike. I've never generalized a single one. Everybody's got different reasons. Some are apologetic. Some aren't. Some was a racism. Some was a chemical imbalance. Um, some was a long time coming. I mean, you you know, you name it, it's, it's all, uh, it's all different. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah. Sometimes it happens that way. It just starts coming and there's no reason for it, but obviously you're good at doing that. So maybe that's why it's coming to you. So, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I try to, but that being said, I get, you know, tons of people who pass from a uh, dementia or accidents. I mean, like there's no two readings that have ever been alike because it's impossible because everybody is unique. Everybody's unique families. They have unique things going on in their life, whether they have a terrible marriage or, a, a great marriage or kids that are, you know, sick or, you know, lost a lot of loved ones or only lost one great grandmother that they never knew because they've been lucky because everybody's lived a long time. You know, it's like, there's no norm <laughs> to anybody. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm going to touch on one other thing here that you just brought up. Um, do you do a lot of work with the police department then on things on cases? Do they call you for cases or is that something that you no, don't no, usually do? One, no, no. Um, I used to, when I first started getting this, I literally, it was so many crazy stories. I literally started getting cases 
of people who were passed from like another state in my house. And like, it was weird. Like I picked up a girl who'd been, who had died on the side of the road in Arkansas. I think it was Arkansas or Kansas, Arkansas, Kansas. And I ended up calling the police department out of my mind. Like not, I wasn't out of my mind, but I'm just like, oh my God. But I knew things about the case. And the guy was like, he even wanted to friend me on Facebook because he's like, how do you know all this? I was like, I don't know. But there's this girl and she had this, you know, something in her pocket. And I know she was on like this kind of road and she had this hair and this was her weight and this was her first name. And uh, anyway, because I, I, I got all of it. And then I then I got the information online. I was like, oh, my God, all that was right. But I wasn't working on anything necessarily. Um, but just recently there was something uh, that that came up uh, and it's kind of in the works right now uh, to potentially help with a, a case where I had details that nobody else knew. And so, um, you know, I hope I can be helpful. The only, the only thing that's tricky with that is, you know, it's really cool to be able to get stuff that everybody knows, right. Even though the mom may know, but like the police know, whatever, super cool, like a cool party trick, right. Not a party trip, but you understand what I mean, right? So it's cool that I can get this information without anybody giving me anything, no pictures, no details, no nothing. The tricky part is getting something that can be helpful to get to the next level. And that's the only thing, because I spoke to him, I said, look, he's like, you know, it's really, he's like, I'm not, I, I wouldn't normally be open to this. He's like, but you've gotten stuff that I can't deny is very interesting. And I said, you know, I'm happy to look at stuff. My only hope is that I can give you something more than just what you know. Does that make sense? You know, so like, I hope there's something that has come up that, you know, I, I'd said to her at some point. So, but no, it's not a normal thing. And I don't think a lot of police departments like working in that way. You know what I mean? Uh, and I totally get that. I don't really put myself out there for that. This is kind of a unique thing that literally just happened recently. And honestly, I, I do hope I can help with it, you know, and it'll be what it's going to be. It's not something I'm going to pursue. It's like, if it comes great, if not, I'm just going to keep doing my readings for my, my clients. Yeah, no, I was just curious because some psychic and mediums do do that for a living. They help out the police department on cold cases oh, yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. Yeah. And I'd be open, like, if it came, I, I, I'd be open to it. It's, but, you know, I just think things come when they're supposed to. I'm not one to kind of push or force. It's like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And this is coming for a reason. I hope for a good reason. I uh, hope I can be helpful. No, for sure. I think this is a good point to um, switch a little bit and start. Um, if you can tell people what your services are that you do offer and um, maybe explain to people what your services actually are that you do for people. Well, sure. My, I mean, my main service, I'm very cut and dry. I am a psychic medium. I do psychic readings, which is uh, looking into things in your life. Um, you know, past, present, future, where you're at based on things you've manifested or what's, you know, things that are coming, you know, regardless and how to navigate uh, to help, you know, you know, this is what's happening. Are you okay with this? Or do you need to, you know, shift gears in another way? Right. Or just to be prepared for something on the other end. Um, and then also mediumship, which is bringing forward loved ones from the other side and bringing forward very clear validations. Like, Hey, I've got your dad who had a heart attack. His name was John, you know, like, and you guys were super close, but he was an alcoholic, you know, just to give you a, you know, silly kind of a made up thing there. Um, so to bring for that and then whatever messages they have and maybe advice they have about their life. And so my main goal is to help people get the healing that they, they need. And so I just link in and, you know, kind of 
follow it from there. Uh, that's what I do primarily. Uh, I do teach. I've been on a hiatus from teaching for a while. Um, COVID had a lot to do with that. My schedule has a lot to do with that because I tend to get a little book too far in advance, uh, which is my fault. Um, <laughs> but I do hope to go back to teaching soon, uh, hopefully this summer. And then um, I really do like doing house clearings. I just don't have the time to do them and to, to be driving um, all over the place for them, unfortunately. But I do enjoy doing them. Uh, usually have some good success with those. Um, some houses can't be cleared, uh, but anybody can tell you that, you know, especially paranormal. It's like some you can and some like they're going to be what they're going to be, you know. So it's like accept it or move out. <laughs> yeah, work it out with your extra guest in your house or... Uh... Yeah. Out, so I agree. Yeah. Sometimes it just can't be worked out. So, um, so how do people reach you or get in contact with you if they want your services? Uh, I have a website, which is uh, HeidiTheMedium.com. Uh, and everything is available there. I have a pricing page. I have a book now page. Um, I do open the schedule periodically. Most of the time you're going to see it's booked out because it, they, they go quickly. Um, but I do, uh, but I do have my schedule online. You can book directly there. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Heidi, for joining us here this week on Haunting Live. I appreciate it very much for you taking time and joining us to talk about uh, what you do and how you uh, went on your journey in mediumship. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's been wonderful. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. The intuitive part happens when all of a sudden you realize that you're looking at pictures, right? You're looking at pictures on cardboard that somehow makes so much sense to you or your sitter that you can't really explain why, right? Because it's, you know, tarot is a strange thing to do. It's not very logical. Uh, when you start to try, you know, to break down why it works. It's one of those things that I was, you know, I would say it shouldn't work, but it does. It wasn't until after I started uh, meditating when I was probably in my, I guess my forties or so, um, because I was on wall street, I was getting, you know, totally stressed out. I started meditating every single day just to relax. And after about 12 months of meditation, one day I had a spiritual awakening where all of a sudden I saw four spirits in my mind's eye. And I had this dramatic experience, which was absolutely beautiful. And after that uh, awakening, it was really where all of a sudden the door kind of reopened. So this guy, you know, I was giving him, his mother showed me what I looked, what she looked like. And she was giving me evidence of her life and how she passed and all these things. And he's just acknowledging, yes, 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 yes. I'm not sure, whatever you're not sure of, just write down, you'll remember it later. Um, and just before the spirit was about to be done and I was about to wrap up the reading, she gave me the finger. My face dropped and I'm like, oh shoot. I'm like, why did she do that? Because that never happened to me before. And I'm going, why did she do that? Do I tell him? Do I do I say this to him? And I says, I, I can't withhold information. So I said, listen, sir, I don't know how to tell you this. And it's a little strange because this never happened to me. I says, but your mom gave me the finger. He was laughing so hard to the, to the point of tears. Uh, as spirit works with us, um, when the student is ready, the teacher comes, and there was an elderly gentleman that came to get massage work. There was something about him that was so different. The, the white hair, the, the most crystal blue eyes I'd ever seen. So he's on the table, and he's telling me he has this shoulder problem. And I said, okay, 
I can do blah, blah, blah. And he said to me, no, we're going to do something different today. So I raised my hand above and I felt the discrepancy where the injury was. And he said, I want you to take your hand and move this energy around. And then afterwards, I looked at him and I said, well, who are you? Where did you come from? And he just smiled at me. He goes, I'm just a traveler. Missed this week's episode? Watch it on RIB, Rhode Island Broadcasting. Replaying our episodes every week on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Follow them on social media on Facebook or on YouTube.